All right, welcome to the Fit Vegan Podcast. I'm your show host, Maxim Seguin, and I'm the founder and CEO of Fit Vegan Coaching, a company that is on a mission to help 10,000 people get lean, thrive, and reduce their risk of chronic illnesses by 2033 and a million by 2050. I believe that having a fit, healthy body in mind is the foundation to living an incredible life, and this is what little show will give you if you choose to listen and implement. Enjoy the episode and have a great day. All right. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Fit Vegan Podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, Shauna Hayes, who is a certified coach from Dr. Seals Wellness Institute, a certified plant-based nutrition from the Center of Nutrition Studies and licensed food and life instructor through PCRM. You've also lost over 100 pounds, and you use some of the tools from Dr. Barnard in his latest book. So, Shauna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I was very excited to dive into your story because ultimately, like, what's the total amount that you ended up losing? Yep. So the total amount is 100 pounds and I'm still maintaining it. And I'd say, hey, if I'm able to get off, you know, a few more pounds, I'll take that. But 100 pounds. <laughs> Beautiful. So I want I want to dive into your journey. I want to dive into kind of like before and kind of like your mindset where you were at. Because I feel that online, a lot of people here like, yeah, I lost 100 pounds. It's great. And I, and I ate plants. And, but I feel like there's so much more to the struggle of the journey to get there that sometimes when we drop these pieces of nugget that you've kind of have acquired through your transformation can really turn on a light bulb for certain people and be like, shit, that's Johnny. When she said that, that really resonated with me. I agree. I totally agree. Uh, Definitely was not overnight, you know, so it, it has been a journey. Yeah. So, so if you don't mind me asking, like, let's just get started from, from the beginning. Like, what do you feel got you to the place where you had a hundred pounds to lose before we dive into the strategies? Well, I would definitely go back to childhood. You know, my story begins when I was 12 years old and, you know, as a child, I was overweight. Um, I was, you know, struggling very early on trying to lose weight, trying to be healthy, very much aware of my weight and my size at that young age. And I would, you know, join my first weight loss program at the age of 12. And so, you know, this really set off this, what I call a roller coaster ride, if you will, of yo-yo dieting. And so yeah. for like the next three decades, I, that's exactly what I did. I would try any and every diet that I could, you know, that would hit the market that promised to lose weight. I would try it because I was desperate and I just really did not know, you know, how to get the weight off. And so, that's where my, you know, journey begins. But the yo-yo dieting is really where the bulk of that, you know, weight started to come from because yes, I would lose, but then I would gain the weight back. And so it was never sustainable. Um, and yeah. so just over the years, you know, that the pounds just kept creeping up, creeping up and creeping up. Yeah. So my asking, do, do you have a family? I do. Kids? I do. I have three okay. kids. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this question. So do you feel that your environment growing up kind of puts you in that initial position? Because I just want to show the importance that as a parent, like the role and responsibility that you have to create a healthy environment for your kids. So like for you, did that play a role in you kind of struggling with your weight that early on? Absolutely. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, and I have to say go Chiefs because we just won the Super <laughs> So I was like just partying like crazy yesterday. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I was, um, you know, from Kansas City, Missouri. And, uh, you know, Kansas City is definitely known for barbecue and all of those rich foods. And that is a lot of what I grew up on, a lot of what we consider to be the kind of standard American diet foods. And so that was lots of meat, lots of cheese, uh, you know, dairy, eggs, you know, white bread. I did not even know what, you know, wheat bread or whole grain or any of that was. And so I would definitely say that just kind of growing up then, you know, there was fruits and vegetables in the house and things of that nature. And we had those things, but it was still very much a lot of processed foods, um, you know, that I grew up eating. Yeah. And so would you say that as you kind of progressed, was it continuing to eat in a very similar way or was it literally from trying to lose the weight and depriving yourself and kind of going back on the flip side after that that's kind of where the majority of the weight accumulated? Yes, I would definitely agree with what you just said. It was very much, um, you know, trying to, you know, do what I thought was great, but it very much became um, de about deprivation. It very much became eating very much became this regimented thing. And yeah. I just, you know, I think it set me up more so for having the missteps and having the setbacks than it did for success because I just, you know, like calorie counted to the extreme weight, food, just all of these little things, which I don't knock them as tools and strategies, but I became a little obsessed with it to where it just became more, I think it hurt me more than it helped me. Yeah. So if you want me asking, like, what are some of the things that you've kind of, some of the tools that you've used that ultimately we know we both know that aren't sustainable, but what are some of the strategies that you've tried along the way, just so that people can hear like, Hey, if you're, if you're stuck here, there's a better way, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Right. So, I mean, I would say, you know, I definitely much tried the, you know, tracking my food. And of course this was back when we really didn't have all the apps that are just so readily available. Pen and paper. Pen and paper. Yes. Yeah. Pen and paper. <laughs> So very much tracking the food, you know, I had a, you know, food scale that I would use. And again, I don't knock these tools. I think they definitely play a role and have a place. Um, I was, you know, just I, the weight loss program that I joined, I had to like check out these little boxes, like how much, how, how much water did you have today? How many servings of this? How many servings of that? So it's very tedious, you know? Um, yeah. And so again, I think, you know, technology has, has made it a lot more, I think, you know, user-friendly and just, um, a little easier, but those are some of the strategies that I tried back then. But because I was doing it so much and again, going from diet to diet to diet, I just eventually got even tired of those strategies. I was just like, I don't want to do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, what was the, um, I say this, I, I, I would like to know, cause I'll probably never experience it to be a hundred pounds overweight. Like I'm 190 pounds. I used to be 240. So okay. I like, I've, I've been, you know, I've had some chunk on me right. a little bit, but you know, so I'd like to know, like, was there a point where you're like, man, this is getting out of hand and I really need to stop this. And did it lead to actions that would kind of further where you were at, or did it lead to more drastic actions? And like, no, I need to eat less. I need to exercise even more kind of what was the, what was the path like? Gotcha. So definitely I've been in that place where, you know, I have to exercise more. I have to eat less. I was restricting calories like at one point on a particular plan, just like really extreme in terms of restricting calories. As a matter of fact, before I got married, I it was my desire and goal and dream to get married in my mom's wedding dress. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I had to lose weight to get into that dress. And so I lost, I think at that time, maybe 60 pounds. This was, you know, I've been married 20, 20, almost 22 years. So this has been a while, but I lost 60 pounds and, you know, got married in her dress, but it was very much about calorie restriction and just working out a lot. And so as soon as I got married and moved and settled in, what happened? 
the weight started yeah. to come back because there were no habits built into place. It was just get in the mom's wedding dress and that's that, you know? Um, so I would say the shift didn't come for me until there I had a health scare, actually. That was kind of like my wake-up call. Yeah, well, let's talk about that because usually that's, that's what it takes, right? Because... I, I've had some family members, some people around me that like have kept putting on weight. I'm like, man, like, I, I feel like, I feel like the wake of call should be there right now. Right. Like you don't look comfortable. You don't look super happy. I feel like, I feel like it's painful enough. Like I, how can it get more painful? Uh, so what was it for you? Because I can imagine that you've probably dealt with a lot of pain and discomfort even up until you got to that point. Yes. That is so powerful. What you just said, because it's like, there was lots of pain, lots of discomfort um, with me being, you know, having the type of job where I work on my feet a lot. You know, you're looking at 278 pounds that I'm carrying on my muscles and my joints and just the pain from that. And, you know, of course, just the, the other illnesses and or chronic illnesses that I was dealing with. So, yes, it was a lot of that. And it's like, why does it take this health care? But, you know, I say unfortunately, but fortunately, it was a wake up call and, um, you know, when I had when I had that particular incident, it was very much having to go to the emergency room. And, you know, once I was diagnosed and realized it was just, you know, a very severe case of um, bursitis in my shoulder, which I could not move when I woke up. I'm a, you know, full-time makeup artist. And so I need to be able to move my arms and stuff, right? And so- I saw that. You did make up for Conan. Yeah, I did. I saw that. Yeah, I peaked a little bit. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so when I realized that, this weight, my weight and my health was now starting to affect my livelihood in terms of my job. It was like, okay, I just, you know, I got to make some changes and I have to do it in a way where I'm doing it for the rest of my life. Did your brain normalize it as you, as the weight was creeping on and you got to that pivotal moment, did your brain normalize the pain and kind of the discomfort and kind of the things that it was, it was limiting? I think it did. And, you know, I really, you know, food became the thing that I would, you know, soothe myself with and that I would be like, okay, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I know that I have to get healthier. You know, you have these conversations with yourself, like Shanae, you got to get, eat healthier. You got to exercise more. You got to do all the things, but you know, it just, like you said, the brain just kind of normalizes. It was just like, yeah, I want to do that, but this food tastes great. And this is soothing me. And this is comforting me, you know? Yeah. And I, and I know you do, you do coaching. So I can imagine that you have this conversation with like potential clients all the time. It's like, Hey, I'm uncomfortable. I like to lose some weight, but I'm dealing with it. Right. And it's, it's, right. it's the dealing with it. That is like the <laughs> limiting factor in people taking action. Absolutely. So, you know, I would, you know, tell myself, well, I got in three, you know, days of working out. That's great. But then again, it wasn't this thing that became consistent it wasn't something where I was building habits that would, you know, help me to kind of be sustainable and have these good, you know, sustainable habits over time. It was just very much try this, try that. It was the consistency just wasn't there. I was all over the place, you know? Yeah. So I'm curious, like after you kind of got that, that wake up moment, what would you feel, what do you feel shifted in you? That was like, now nah, I need to do things differently now. I would say that I, you know, it was one of the lowest, lowest moments, I'm sorry, of my life. I definitely had, um, you know, hit this low personally and professionally, and I was suffering a lot. You know, if I'm honest with myself, when I look back, I was in a lot of pain. I was, you know, using medication. That was another thing that was helping me deal and manage these conditions. 
Um, and mm-hmm. so it was a very mo- low moment in my life. And I, you know, I always say the lowest moment is when things can change. And when you're suffering, it's a, it's a great opportunity for change. And that's where I was. I was at that place. And I knew that from there, if this felt like the lowest, then the only place I could go from here was up. And so that shift just started there. I started to really reevaluate my life. Working with a health coach myself was a huge turning point. Yeah. So what were what were some of the initial actions that you took in terms of nutrition to kind of like clean it up in an exercise? Definitely. Um, so what I started to do just, you know, me and a friend got together one day, right? And we were just like, let's just start walking together. Um, you know, let's just, you know, have some, you know, green smoothies and just do like two smoothies a day and then eat something healthy. It was very much this just, let's just do something because it's summertime and we had extra time on our hands. And so that kind of started things along. But when I started working with this health coach, it very much became, let's look at what my relationship with food has been over these years and why it became the thing that that I allowed to hurt me more than help me, right? So just redefining you know, my relationship with food, really just kind of going back to t- childhood, going back to that 12-year-old you know, child and saying, what was it there that caused the hurt that you know food became the soothing thing? And so really having what I say to do the work um, and, you know, having conversations even with people from years ago that hurt me and that, you know, or even that said thing. So I would say those are some of the initial things that I started to work on from an inside perspective. And then nutritionally, it just very much became like, I just started eating more fruits and vegetables. Like this particular coach was just really teaching me and showing me, let's look at foods that, um, you know, actually can heal your body that can help you. And yeah, so that, those are some of the initial things that started the journey. Yeah. That makes me, I had such a big smile inside as you were sharing that because man, I can't tell you how many people that are like, nah, just, just give me the plan and I'll do it. I'm like, you're, you're like in a, in a, not in a bad way, but like you have some damage inside that you need to heal. Like there's shit that you need to address because I can give you a hundred different plans. You still won't do any of the hundred different plans because you haven't dealt with the underlying issue. Yes. Oh my gosh. You just said something so powerful. And that's absolutely what I realized. Like this process has to start from the inside. There were things that I, you know, just over the years had built up and held onto. And I didn't realize it was part of the reason why I had never found success in getting healthy and losing weight. So absolutely. Max, I agree. Yeah. Cause man, I, I got to say, like, I, when I was 240, I had, like, binge eating issues. I was, yeah, eating boxes of donuts and cookies, and yes. I, I was I was going all out. I was I was on the whole diet. I yeah. ate the whole thing, the whole cake, the whole pizza, yes. the whole oh. pint. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I just, I just ate everything. But it wasn't until I was like, man, like, I'm really insecure. I lack confidence, right? I was bullied growing up. I was like, man, let me just, like, look into this shit. Yes. And then once I started healing this stuff, I was like, well, I don't want to like beat myself up anymore right exactly. like i actually want to eat food that makes me feel good versus trying to numb me yes um, uh i can relate to all of that because i'm like <laughs> down my street like the low self-esteem the insecurity issues the low confidence all of that you are down my street <laughs> yeah and my appreciate you sharing that as well because that's what i want people to understand it's like yeah it's one thing to be like yeah i'm gonna eat whole food plan base and i'm gonna start an exercise plan but at least from what I saw from you is like when you had that, that scare and you kind of started to change, you didn't go into like, Hey, what's the best workout plan? What's the best meal plan? You just like ease your way into it. And then it kind of became sustainable for you. Absolutely. Yes. Because when, you know, 
thinking about how I was doing it before. It was very much, give me the meal plans. Give me this. What do I need to do? Give me the checklist. I'll do it. I had done all of that. And so this is why I knew I have to do this differently now because I've tried all of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much, we're very much doers and action takers. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, just tell me the thing that I need to do and I will do the thing. But at the end of the day, it's like, now sit your ass down, reflect (laughs) as to why you're here. Like what's, what's the best path you can take moving forward. It's not about doing, doing, doing all the time. Exactly. Yeah. It's very much when I work with clients, that's where we have to start. Like, you know, I can give you, like you said, all the meal plans in the world, but we have to dig deeper here. Yeah. And so for you, when did you kind of, was it like a slow buildup of exercise and kind of combining food or was it like, Hey, let's just start with food and exercise will come later. What was that kind of that blend for you? It was actually the exercise came first because during this, again, I was, you know, very low moment in my life and I started walking. I just, you know, was outside walking, fell in love with the outdoors, with nature. And it just really became this healing thing for me um, as well. And so for me, it just started with walking. And then I gradually started to make these nutritional changes because the health scare was in like February. I started the uh, walking and, you know, just kind of the wellness in June. And I didn't start walking with the health coach until November. So it was mm. very much just, you know, a, a gradual thing. So I'm like, okay, I'm moving my body more. I'm starting to walk, adding more miles on as I get, you know, healthier. Now let's address this nutrition piece. And I think that was different this time because in the past it was always, let's stress the food. It's the food, food, yeah. food, food, food. But this time it was the reverse. Food was the last thing. I addressed the other things first. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Because I think there's something to, hey, I just went for a sweat. I just went outdoors. Like my body wants something refreshing, yes. right? Like I want watermelon. I want orange. I want like a smoothie. I want apples, bananas, berries. It's not like, hey, I just went for this hard workout and I'm sweating. Let me just get a pizza. Right. right. It's it's very rare. So the movement is one of the most powerful places to, to start. Definitely. I agree. Totally agree. And yeah. it ended up being, like I said, so healing for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I obviously know that you're, that you're plan-based as well. Right. And so for yes. the people listening, um, when that, when did that transition take place, um, amongst the journey that we just covered? Gotcha. So I started to, so I started to just kind of gradually transition. So I started the journey 2017, it started to gradually transition between 2017 and 2020. And, uh, you know, what I noticed, you know, as I was moving toward eating more plants is that I was getting healthy, like the conditions and things that I was, you know, suffering from and dealing with were starting to dissipate. They were going away. And every time I went to the doctor, you know, for physical and we did blood work and looked at my numbers, those numbers were improving. And so I'm like, yeah. okay, there's something here. And again, I had not really made the connection. I'm like, well, there's something here with this food and diet and disease and all of this. And so, I started going down this rabbit hole of just learning and wanting to educate myself. And I, you know, after getting my plant-based certification and really, you know, getting this bigger picture and from a knowledge perspective, I was like, you know what? I want to commit to this lifestyle hundred percent. So 2021 mm-hmm. is when I was just like, I'm doing this all the way, you know? So it was gradual up until then, but you know, mostly, you know, whole food plant-based, but then 2021 is when I was just like, I'm all in. This is, this is a lifestyle for me. Yeah. And so I know that there's a, we had a friend in common, Kim kind of put us in contact. So I know a lot of the principles that are in Dr. Barnard's new book, the power food diet were very helpful for you. Do you mind kind of like diving into that? Yeah, definitely. So it's, you know, it was very much one of those, you know, Dr. Barnard's, you know, book is, you know, very much talking about how, you know, these real foods just really have the power to not only help us to lose weight, but then also to help reverse illnesses, um, to, you know, 
help to like, you know, satiate our appetites and just, you know, all of these things. And so I was experiencing all of that, but not really, you know, kind of knowing the science or the why this was, but I was starting to naturally experience that. And so just realizing that, you know, the thing that, that I was changing and I tell people all the time, I was simply making diet and lifestyle changes. You know, I wasn't, it wasn't a medication. It wasn't a procedure. It wasn't, you know, something, you know, fancy, if you will. It was just very much these simple lifestyle changes. And so realizing that these power foods, you know, we're talking fruits and vegetables, we're talking your whole grains, your beans and legumes, just, you know, the power that those have. And of course you can get real specific in terms of why blueberries do what they do and why they're so effective and berries and all of that. But for me, it was just like these real foods are doing something inside of me that I'm just, that is just blowing my mind. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So even before, you know, just kind of knowing the specifics, it was like, there's something powerful here with just me eating these, what I again call real foods. Yeah. Is it what I, was it more powerful for you to kind of experience it through yourself and kind of learn it more intellectually after? I would say so because, and that's exactly what happened. It was me just, you know, experiencing these changes and then, thinking about, you know, what is it that I've really changed? Like, how is it that my blood pressure is, has, has gone down? I no longer have, you know, hypertension stage one. How is it that I no longer have high cholesterol? How is it that I'm no longer pre-diabetic? You know, how is it that I'm no longer suffering from arthritis? And so because I was experiencing these, these you know, ailments reversing, I'm like, the only thing I've changed is what I'm eating. And so mm-hmm. that's when I was like, there is something here that I have to know more about. And that's when I started to really you know, look at the power foods and just, you know, just how powerful they are. Yeah. And and I don't know if I missed it earlier, but what was the entry point, the plan base? Was it a book, a conversation, a documentary? Like what was the opening point? The entry point was a book. <laughs> yeah, it was a book. Um, I can share that book if you want me to. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was a book. It was a China study. Um, okay, I, great. I, yep. I read the China study from front to front to back. And it was just this mind opening, like, wow, I did not realize just how connected diet and disease was. So that was the opening point. Yeah, I remember reading that as when you, they go to the chapter, you can turn on and turn off the yes. growth of cancer sales with the amount of protein. I was like, Oh, oh shit, this yes. is mind blowing. Exactly. I was like, Oh, my God. And I was, you know, reading it to my husband, like, let me read this to you. Let me read this to you. I was just so it was like, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. That, talk, talking about husband, did you manage to, to convert him over time or slowly? <laughs> yeah, so he is mostly, I, I'm 100%. I'd say my husband's probably like 80%, 85% yeah. than my three kids, you know, because again, I just fully committed to this in 2001. They also are mostly plant-based, but you know, it's with kids, It's they have so many temptations and things around them that, you know. Yeah, but they school are, and friends' yeah, house. Definitely. And, but I would say they definitely eat, you know, probably like 75% plant-based. Absolutely. Yeah. And how does it feel for you to have created an environment in your household to help your kids be in a, in a better position ultimately for the future? It feels amazing because, you know, I, I, you know, I always tell my kids, I really wish I had known when, you know, what I know now when I was a kid. I really wish that my parents were knowledgeable like that. Granted, you know, grew up in the 70s, 80s, and so nutrition information has changed over the years. So I don't fault them, you know, for not knowing that because I just don't think it was known then, you know, like it's known now and they did the best that they could. But I feel great knowing that I'm giving my kids the best start and, and whatever they decide to do as they get older, 
they can't say that mom didn't let them know, you know, they can't say that mom didn't show us how to eat healthier. Yeah. Um, so Chris, <laughs> how, how many years has it been now that you've lost the weight? It's been it's a few been, years now. Yeah, it's been, yeah. So 2017 is when I started my journey. I'll say 2020, 2020 is when I hit the, the 100 pound mark. So that's what it'll be yeah. four years this year. Awesome. Well, congratulations on four years of keeping Thank the weight you. off. Cause let's be honest, that's the part that most people struggle with, Absolutely. right? Is, is losing it. Yeah. So what do you think, what do you think was different this time than the previous time? I would say what was different this time is that, um, you know, I didn't do what I had done before in terms of just worrying about a diet or a plan or checklist or counting calories or any of that. I didn't do any of that. I simply, you know, again, just starting to eat this real food, starting to just move more toward the fruits and vegetables, whole grains, beans, legumes. It was very much this, um, gosh, just this gradual process. Like I started to eat mindfully. I started to think about what I was eating. I I really started, and even when it comes to the word diet, this was a major breakthrough for me because I always associated with this regimented plan you have to follow. But I had a, a moment around that word. And really what diet is, it's how we fuel our body. You know, it's whatever mm -hmm. you choose to fuel your body. So if that's fast food, then that's your diet. If it's, you know, a bunch of, you know, TV dinners or whatever, then that's your diet. And so for me, it was like, I choose to eat these things and this is my diet. So that was just a big breakthrough for me because diet was always this word that I hated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't, you didn't have the best history with it. And I don't think a lot of people has the be have the best history with it. Exactly. Did you have any breakthroughs around the word cardio yet? <laughs> you know what? I do realize with cardio that it is the best for my body in terms of the look wanting, you know, looking lean and just trim and tone. And so as much as I despise cardio, it, it just, it makes me feel the best, you know, it's hard, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I say, pick something you like. That's what I tell people all the time. It's like, I hate running. I'm like, you don't have to run. Oh, you yeah, can buy, you can play basketball, soccer, whatever it may be. Absolutely. And that's my thing. When I tell my clients, when you think about movement, think about, you know, moving your body, not necessarily exercise. Cause we, I think we have hangups around the word exercise, but what is it that gives you joy and that you will do, you know? Yeah. What, what do you, what is your sustainable plan currently for you that you're, that you're doing? Cause a lot of people, again, they've done the Atkins and the keto and the tracking and whatever new shit comes out every right. few years on TikTok, even though TikTok wasn't a thing back then. Right. Um, what, what is your sustainable, let's say game plan, lifestyle currently? Gotcha. You know, it's just that it's just realizing that this is not something that I'm going to do for one month, two months, three months, and then go back to those old habits. You know, it finally is realizing that this is what I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life, you know, cause I, I love the way that I'm, how I feel. I love how I look and, you know, realizing that because in the past I would, you know, like I said, want to get married in my mom's wedding dress. So what did I do? Did this diet mm. for however many months got in it. And now I'm off back to whatever. But it's now realizing that the choices that I'm making are the are things that I'm doing for the rest of my life so that the quality of my life can continue to improve and get better as I age and get older. And so that's how I'm maintaining this, if I, if I, in all honesty. It's realizing that this is just who I am. This is my identity now. Um, and yeah. it's just like we wake up every day and brush our teeth. I wake up every day and think, what healthy things can I put in my body? Yeah. So I was going to say something about the wedding dress. I thought about doing this at one point, like a promotion of, you know, just stay wedding dress ready, right? Like lose the weight and actually keep it off. Like just stay wedding dress ready. Every year it's a struggle. It's like, oh man, I got to squeeze into this thing again. Like buy, buy a burger one and just keep the weight off, you know? Like, 
I love that actually. <laughs> yeah, it's simpler. Hey, that's a say that's a huge market. I'll just it put is. it out there. Right. Like don't just, you know, you, the wedding day's here and you're just like, all right, now I can do eat whatever. Well, yeah, stay wedding dress ready. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how how does it feel for you to not feel restricted the way that you were before when you tried to lose weight and to ultimately be able to like live your life to the fullest? It feels amazing um, because I just feel like I'm now enjoying, you know, enjoying life better just because I feel better, but also just enjoying food better. You know, like I said, it was really much this, you know, feeling like I can't have this, I can't have that and just all of that. It's like I can have any and everything that I want, but I just choose to do it in a healthier way. So like when you think about desserts, I can still have desserts, you know, I can have sweets, but I just choose to have those in a different way. Yeah. Did you ever try the Ninja Creamy machine? You know, we have a Ninja Blender, but no, I don't, I haven't tried that one. What, what is that exactly? So it's it just, it's just to make ice cream, but oh, you can really? make it with, yeah. So you can like fruit and almond milk and, and it literally is made to make ice cream. My wife just bought it for me for Valentine's day. I'm not supposed to know about it, but <laughs> I saw it on Amazon order, but yeah, I'm excited for it. <laughs> That's so interesting. Cause I just taught a class the other day, um, you know, teaching, I teach food for life classes and I made an ice cream, but it was yeah. in a blender. But it, yeah. it took some work just getting everything to incorporate. But now I'm going to have to check out this product. Yeah, mentioned. it's literally all it's for. Like, I love ice cream. So we can just right. make your own. You can just make your own pint. You do like mango and banana and passion yeah. fruit and coconut chips, whatever you want in there. Exactly. And it's just there's healthier versions to have dessert. Basically, what oh, we're to. Absolutely. I'm going yeah. to look into that. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to use it. And, and I have to yeah. wait till Valentine's Day a few days. Right. Um, <laughs> So, you know, one big thing that stands out for me out of your story is, you know, you mentioned how you were kind of, you kind of normalize the pain, right? As you kind of progress along, you kind of normalize, you know, feeling limited, joints hurting, the body aching. And then you mentioned medication as well. That was kind of helping to, in certain way, numb the pain that you were feeling so that you would feel comfortable living the way that you're living. But ultimately, I feel like it's a disservice, Right to not feel the full extent of the pain that you're causing yourself, which interesting philosophy to, to, to like, but I think there's also numbness from the food side, right? Like, I don't know for you, but did you know, did you notice a, a better awareness and sensation from kind of cleaning out your food versus what you were eating before? Oh, absolutely. I just, you know, when I think about just energy levels, when I think about sleeping, you know, and how I, when I started to move to this healthier lifestyle, move toward this healthier lifestyle, just those things that the sluggishness wasn't there anymore. You know, mm-hmm. um, I would eat certain things and immediately get this, you know, sugar rush and then crash and burn. And I'm like tired and sleepy, you know? Um, yeah. And then even just, you know, sleeping, you know, I was, you know, sleeping better at night. And so I started to notice again, like you said, just, I'm just feeling better overall, you know, overall, I'm not dealing, suffering from arthritis and inflammation. Um, you know, that was going on in my body and just kind of seeing those things start to, to improve. So yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, like out of, uh, out of Dr. Barnard's kind of work, what are the tools that were the most helpful for you as you kind of went on this, this weight loss journey in terms of like knowledge? Right. Um, I would definitely say just, you know, going through, you know, the food for life training, which is, you know, a program by PCRM, um, just really understanding, you know, it's, it's amazing, but it's also very simple. Just the power that, you know, these, you know, foods have for us, if I'm honest, you know, and just really learning, you know, again, like I said, why, you know, certain nutrients and certain things do what they do and why they're so effective. Um, And then also just 
you know, one of the things I love, you know, that Dr. Barnard then talk about is the fact that, you know, when you're eating this way, you don't have to worry about weighing your food. You don't have to worry about measuring your food. You don't have to worry about, you know, tracking it in that way because you're eating all good things, right? And so just, it just felt like I could live now. I could finally live and not have yeah. this extra stress. And so those kind of tools and strategies, you know, I absolutely love because it just makes it, you know, very simple. Like you don't have to do all of that before. You don't have to do the dieting and all of that. Um, this lifestyle yeah. just gives you a freedom that I just never had before. Yeah. You know, it's, it's one thing to overeat on Oreos or chip or, or ice cream. Well, man, if I give you like apples, like, I don't know, after like two, three apples, I'm done with it. Right. Like, I want to move on to something else. Like it's really hard to overeat on, on fruits right. and vegetables. Oh, Eventually like I'm, I'm tired of chewing or right. I'm like, I had enough. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Another thing too, I would say in terms of just the recipes that, you know, Dr. Barnett has kind of helped create and, and put out there, um, has just made, you know, just food fun again and exciting. And yeah. So just like, yeah, I don't want to have to just eat an apple all the time. What else can I do? Well, here's some apple oat pancakes. Let me show you how to, you know, do that. And so, yeah. Amazing. Oh yeah. I have a nice stack every week of, of, <laughs> yes. of pancakes for sure. Exactly. Um, so I, I'd love to, to dive a bit into like, obviously you do some coaching, right? Oh, mm -hmm. And I can, I can tell that you're like me, you're a type A overachiever. <laughs> um, so actually, you know, before we get into like your, your, your coaching and kind of the main concerns that you see people struggling with in the, in the solution, I want to ask you more of a personal question. Okay. I'm on my own health journey of chilling out, right? Okay. Slow is fast, okay. right? Slow is, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Okay. Is the saying. Mm -hmm. So as someone that has a heart to serve mm -hmm. and someone that is very much like, Hey, I want to help as many people as possible. How do you manage to fit in your health in balance in, in kind of balancing rest in achievement and wanting to serve and, and exercising all that? How do you do that personally? I do it personally by it, by helping something that's a non-negotiable. I'm, I'm not, you know, it's, it's a non-negotiable. I'm not willing to, you know, miss a workout. I mean, you know, sometimes I do, but you know, I'm not willing to, um, you know, miss moving my body because it's not just a physical thing for me, but it's also very much a mental, you know, it, it helps with my mental health. Um, when it comes to, you know, just eating, you know, eating certain foods, you know, I want to, I want to feel good. I want to have great energy. I'm not willing to eat those things that, you know, brought me down and just made me feel like crap, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah. And so even with, you know, having a family being married and, and, and balancing and juggling all of that, I had to start putting myself first because before I was putting everybody else first. I was putting my business first. I was putting my clients first. I was putting yeah. my family first. And then maybe there was time for me, but a lot of times it wasn't, which is why, again, I would just eat whatever, soothe with food and all of that. But it's like, I can no longer do that because if, if I'm not going to be well, then there's no way that I can, that I'm going to be able to help you feel better. It has to start with me. You know, I have to live what I'm preaching and telling my clients to do. And so non-negotiable, my health is a non-negotiable. Yeah. So two things I want to mention, what, one for the listeners, I've asked this question to a few people that have a lot of success in their life, same answer, right? Ah. Non-negotiables, yeah. right? So just notice the pattern of people okay. that have what you want, okay. right? Yep. People are saying it. And then a second, like, I, I agree with you so much because I think boundaries are so important, right? Like that non-negotiable is also you setting a boundary with other things in your life. Like, would you say that? 
you setting that boundary to prioritize your health and kind of have that non-negotiable time for you made you a better coach, a better partner, a better parent, a better friend. Would you say that kind of it's changed all those areas, even though you're technically spending more time on yourself than you were before? Absolutely. It made me better in so many areas. Um, it did just not even, you know, including how I felt, you know, I can now show up a little bit better. Um, I even mm -hmm. think about, you know, with my business and how I would show up for clients. They wouldn't know it, but I would show up not really 100%. I would show up just mm -hmm. in my mind. I'm thinking, oh, I just want to get through this. I want to just go back home. I just want to be done. Um, but it was very yeah. much I was working on autopilot. I think I was living my life back then on autopilot, just trying to get through. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah, very much, um, um, you know, just like I said, just trying to get through those moments and just not really being fully aware and just, yeah, just cruising along on autopilot, just numb, just feel very much numb. Yeah. I feel there's something so powerful when you change the way that you eat and you prioritize your health and your body, you just, you're, yeah, you're more aware, you're less numb and just life is just so freaking great. <laughs> That's oh, the best way to put it. Again. <laughs> say that again. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, you know, let, let's dive into your coaching. So you have some experience transforming people's lives and obviously you've gone through your own transformation. So what would you say are some of the most common obstacles, I don't say issues, that obstacles that people have kind of in starting the journey because we both know that as soon as momentum kicks in, they're good. Like they're, oh, yeah. they're rolling, they're good to go. But what's the main obstacles that people have in building momentum to themselves so they can get to the place where they're like in your shoes, right? Or it's just rolling and they're able to keep up the lifestyle. Definitely. I would say a very common obstacle I see with people is that they get overwhelmed very early on because I think they're trying to mm. do too much too soon. They're yeah. trying to change everything all at once. And I just think that that's a recipe for, you know, not being consistent and not developing the habits that you're trying to. Um, I see it's I see it all the time. It's like they're, you know, wanting to, like I said, change it all at once. And I'm like, let's let's dial it back. Let's let's slow down here. Let's think about your lifestyle and what is really feasible and manageable for you based on the hours that you work, based on your, you know, extracurricular activities, based on you have a family and kids, you you know, let's look at your lifestyle and really break this thing down and try to make these changes work for you. And so it's very individualized. It's, it, it can't be this cookie cutter approach because everyone's life and what they're trying to manage is so different. Yeah. So many people are like, I'm going to work out six days a week for two hours every day, and I'm going to cut a thousand calorie of deficit every day. And I'm going to try to sleep 10 hours a night when they're yes. sleeping five. Exactly. Uh, and drink a gallon and, of water every day. Like, okay, I don't even do And that. I'll do a, a <laughs> one hour more, a morning routine of breath work and cold right. ice bath for an hour. And right. yeah, it's, it's a lot. I feel like, how, how, what's your thought on this? I feel like the social media world, like as much as, I love it because it allows me to serve and have a greater impact. I hate it at the same time. Like I have, I have so many, I have um, devices to block apps on my phone. <laughs> I close my phone. My phone's open like a few hours a day. Yes. Um, Cause I don't like being on it. I want to buy a flip phone to be honest with you. I just want to go back to flip yes, phone days. <laughs> but do you feel that social media has kind of painted this false picture of what living a healthy lifestyle looks? with kind of like the super restrictive dieting, the like the very specific superfoods that you need to eat that if you don't eat those, like everything is screwed. 
the the ice bath, the the cardio every day, walking twenty thousand steps. Like, what's your thoughts on that? I do. I feel like it's just it's information overload, you know. And yeah. if, you know, if you don't take that information and and try to, you know, maybe just implement it a little bit at a time, you just get overwhelmed. And I also, you know, think they make it seem like it's easy. It's quick. It's going to happen fast. And everybody's going to look the same, you know, and I, it's just yeah. not realistic. But I definitely think I'm with you. I have a love hate relationship, you know, with social media because, yes, it's great for my business and all of that. But same as you, I have alerts set up on my phone. I have things where I'm shutting it off, you know, turning it down and um, just, you know, trying to feed myself in other ways besides scrolling. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I think social media definitely can it can be a detriment in terms of, you know, healthy living and lifestyle for sure. Yeah, one thing I talk about about the social media aspect is you also have to look at the person that you're following mm. and what kind of lifestyle that they have, right? So yes. I'll, I'll just use me as an example in a good and in a bad way, right? I don't have kids. I just got married. Mm -hmm. I live a pretty fucking cool life, mm -hmm. to, but I, I built it, but I live a pretty cool life. Like I don't have, I don't have two kids. I don't have to like go through a job or kind of do all of these things. And so my lifestyle is very different. If I only coached people that had my lifestyle, then yeah, I wouldn't be able to be like, hey, if you're a mom with two kids and work a full-time job and you have your husband, you can train like me. Yeah, you can't, right? The reality is that the schedule is not the same. The level of obligation is not the same. Thankfully for me, I've coached hundreds and hundreds of moms, so I know how to deal with them. <laughs> but, but there's a reality of like the schedule is not the same. The obligation is not the same. The stress level is not the same. Like, so how, how do you deal with people that are, Again, super type A overachievers are like, no, I want to train and look like an athlete, but also they work 40 hours a week. They have three kids. They have, you know, the kids have activities. They have to go right. play soccer and hockey and all these, all these things. Yeah. It, you know, it's for me, I just, you know, I tell them we have to really be realistic. You know, there, I, there are, th you know, four principles that I use and I work with clients. It's, you know, the, this kind of lean concept that I learned, you know, from my coaching uh, certification, lifestyle, um, you know, attitude, nutrition, and then of course, eating what, you know, your food. But mm -hmm. it really is very much just, we have to look at these principles and you have to be realistic. You have to be realistic with what your lifestyle is and what you really are going to be able to, you know, do and manage. And so even with the type A's, it's like, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit more work, um, but but there's something that I just can't really like budge on because I just know that you're not going to be successful if we if you try to cram all of this stuff in. This is what yeah. led you to me. So, yeah. you know what I mean? So you have to be willing um, and, and open enough to, to trust me and trust the process. And then we'll tweak it as we go along. But you just got to, yeah. you know, just trust me in terms of just, you know, getting started and trust the process. Yeah. And I feel like so many people have been burned with like bad coaching online, like with like cookie cutter shit. Yes. And they're just like, well, I tried this, but it didn't work. It wasn't made for me. It's just my thought. If you pay 30 bucks for an app, obviously it's not custom for you. It's not. But, <laughs> it's not. But a good coaching is custom to you. It meets you where you're at. Fitness wise, health wise, lifestyle wise, schedule wise, Absolutely. stress wise. Definitely. And just, you know, even when I think back to working with my coach, it was very much very individual. Like, you know, I'm Shawnee. I'm this person. This is what my story and journey has been. What can we, what strategies can we put in place for me? Yeah. So what are, what are tools and strategies that you would be open to sharing with us? Some of the secrets um, that you'd be open to sharing with us to kind of help people at least get over the hump of starting. Because I feel like for your story, when you have that initial moment of like, whatever, the heart attack, the diagnosis, the rush to the hospital, mm -hmm. it's like 
not everyone, unfortunately, but most people are, are willing and open to make a change. Right. But man, like I, I want for you to speak to the people that are, that are numb right now. Mm-hmm. Like their, their body has normalized the pain. Maybe the medicine has helped mm-hmm. to normalize the pain. Maybe they're numb from the nutrition, like the salt, the sugars, all that stuff is really, it is very numbing. So yeah. what can, what can some of those people look into or actions that they can take to kind of just like wake up? Like that's a superpower I wish I had is yeah. just get those people right. to wake up. Definitely. Um, I would say, you know, thinking back to even like when I started mine and some things that helped me, you, you know, I know we hear this a lot, but I really do swear by it is really journaling in whatever way that looks like for you. Um, just taking, you know, just some time just to kind of sit down with your thoughts, whether it's, you know, in an app, whether it's, you know, you know, actual pen and paper, um, but just yeah. kind of taking the time to do that. I'm a huge, you know, believer in just, you know, practicing gratitude and just, okay, yes, I'm, I'm in this situation where my health is not the best. You know, yes, I'm kind of feeling numb and all of this, but, but is there something that I'm grateful for? You know, is there, even if it's the smallest thing, what, what are those things that I can, you know, start acknowledging? Um, and then even, you know, I have clients just kind of even, a lot of times they beat themselves up, right? They're, they're guilty because they've yeah. gotten to this place. And I'll just kind of just have them, you know, self-reflect and just what's something good that you've done? You know, what's, you know, even if you don't think that it's something amazing, you'd be surprised at how the little things that we're able to kind of find, you know, are really some things that, that starts to kind of shift and change their like outlook and mindset. Like, oh, wow. I guess I did do pretty good or I, you know, it's just giving those little, little uh, victories, if you will. Um, Even the little small things like, well, I, you know, wanted to get in 64 ounces of water today and I got in 50. Okay. But I only got in 40 the other day. Okay. Well, look, that's a big difference, you know? So what's really helping them just kind of look and evaluate. And this is why I say that journaling or even just kind of tracking in some kind of way some of the achievements that you've done so that you start to see the data. You're starting to build the data in terms of being able to look back and say, oh, okay, I I am making forward progress, you know? So, yeah. 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 I feel like the management of expectation is huge for a yeah. lot of people. Yeah. Because yeah. they, if it's like, I'm going to lose 40 pounds by X date and they're down like 38 pounds, they're like, I suck. I failed. I'm like, dude, you're down 38 pounds. This is huge. <laughs> exactly <laughs> it's a huge difference yeah fitness and health like I, you know i've been doing this for for a long time at this point mm-hmm. but it's this people have this expectation that everything will just happen perfectly right like the the, the weight will just drop and yeah. they'll just be able to do the workout and they'll just be able to change nutrition and right. there's not going to be stressors of right. life or slip-ups right. and it's it's this funny thing. It's the only area that I found because you know if you start a new job, mm-hmm. you know you're going to get hiccups. You know there's right. a learning curve. You know you're going to yeah. be stressed at the beginning. Yeah. You learn driving. You start a new relationship, like whatever it may be. But the fitness part and the health part is like one of those things that, for some reason, the human brain just has this preconceived notion that it's going to be smooth. Everything's yeah. going to go great. Absolutely, I agree with you. I totally agree. And, and I'm you know always trying to help my clients be realistic and that. There will be bumps along the way. There may be some setbacks or missteps along the way. And what are we going to do? We're going to face those head on. We may tweak them, you know, if you will. Um, but we're still going to do what we have to do to make forward progress. You know, I wish I could say, and I'm sure you've probably seen or heard this example that, you know, to get from point A to point B, it's just all linear, right? But no, yeah. not linear. It is just <laughs> sometimes like this. <laughs> hey, I got the best. It's just like starting a business. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm on top of the world. Shit, it's failing and I'm dying and everything sucks. Oh my God, I'm good. Everything's great. (laughs) 
very much so. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I had I had someone that I was coaching who's very business oriented. He's like, man, this is this is not going straight. I'm like, it's just like starting a business. Treat it as if you're starting a business. He's like, you got to show up consistently regardless of how you feel, right? You just got to do the work, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Exactly. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's very much a roller coaster I for sure. That. That's such a great analogy because I yeah, I got two businesses, so I can so relate to all of that. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a unique community of people. It is. The business world. Yeah. It is. There's, there's pains and tribulations that most people can't understand or comprehend. They're like, ah, it's great to run your own business. Right. Like, man, when, you, when you're short some months, you got to push okay. out of your pocket. Like, ain't that great? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, Shawnee, where, where can people learn more about you, the work that you're doing, and ultimately follow you? Absolutely. They can go to my website, which is theshawneelife.com. It's the same thing on Instagram, at theshawneelife. And, uh, you know, encourage them to kind of, you know, join my newsletter so they can follow along and get all the helpful stuff that I'm trying to use to help other people. Beautiful. And so for everyone listening, I'm going to put all the links down below. So you can usually just click on it, go to her website, go to her, go to her Instagram and subscribe to her, to her newsletter. Uh, Sean, I would say massive thank you for taking the time. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Um, and I know people are going to get a lot of benefits out of this episode. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to rate the podcast as it helps us grow and spread our message. And if you know this will help and resonate with someone, be sure to send it their way so that they can have the opportunity to level up their life as well.